you need to understand that it's a platform. And now once you understand that, the question is, who are your customers? What it is that they want, like value, what's convenience for them, what's interesting for them, what would get them excited? And then how can you use your physical presence? How can you use the moment you meet them to both give them what they want and to tell your story? You're listening to the Retail Experience Podcast, the show for brick and mortar operators and executives looking to drive more revenue by providing a better in-store customer experience. In each episode, host Bobby Marhamet interviews a retail leader to unpack tactical insights, tips, and best practices that will take your in-store customer experience to the next level. Now, let's jump right into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Brick and Mortar Report. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Tal Nathaniel, who's the CEO co-founder of Showfields. Tal, welcome to the show. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have such a great background. We'd love to start with uh, learning a little bit about, you know, take our listeners through your, a little bit of your background. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess like, as you can tell by my accent, born and raised in Tel Aviv, my uh, father was a diamond jeweler. My mother was a window dresser. So I kind of grew up in a house that really valued the design, I guess. It's funny, like for those retail fans, like for years, I grew up thinking that like the world looks like storefronts in like Saks Fifth Avenue over like Christmas because my mother traveled only on holidays and I never connected the dots. So I was like sure for like the majority of my childhood that this is how everything is going to look like. And that's important because many years after when I moved to New York, I was like, where is all the magic? And um, (laughs) yeah, so like my first business was, you know, back in Tel Aviv, I co-founded a failing social media network that somehow uh, turned out to to become uh, a relatively successful uh, event production company and uh, eventually grew to become the second biggest event production company in Israel and majorly acquired by Live Nation. So today, like, you know, Live Nation Israel is that company. It's called Bluestone. So that was like a really fun ride. I was the creative director of the company for many years, you know, got to meet every international artist, A-list coming to Israel, and that was fun. Taught me a lot about how to deal with physical experiences, the importance of like, doesn't matter who is the talent on the stage, customers in the end are going to judge you not by their performance, but by everything with that journey. It's parking, it's standing in line, it's how long does it take to get beer, it's what the temperature of the beer, it's how like everything. And that's actually a very, very, very important lesson because, you know, as retailers, like we get it. I then co-founded a company that did like mobile payments. That's what brought me to the US like 10 years ago with my wife and our first daughter. We allowed people to go into restaurants, see the check running in their phones, pay whenever they want. So like uh, very early days, like 10 years ago it was, and we were one of the first to enable that. Eventually, the company grew, uh, eventually sold. Uh, my family grew. I have four kids. No, awesome. Same amazing wife. It's amazing because she technically has five kids with me. So it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and yeah, and around five years ago, I had the chance to ask what I want to do when I grow up. And because I never did grow up, I was like, oh, rethinking retail. This might be a good idea. And that's kind of how this journey of Showfield started. That's awesome. That's such a great story. What? 
For those that don't know what Showfield, talk us to that. Yeah, so I mean, Showfield, if I need to jump to the end, Showfield is, you know, an easy way to think about it as a department store 3.0, meaning this is a store that was built for today's customers and tomorrow's brands. Now, why is that important? Because going back for a second, like for me coming into New York, I started noticing that something is completely off, right? On one end, we live in a time where there is more brands, more innovation. Sorry for my French, there's like more cool shit today than any other time in history. And yet it is so hard to find. Discovery is broken. And I also noticed that the experience is not inclusive. I remember myself going into very fancy department store in Fifth Avenue, very close to Central Park, that when I came into, like, you know, someone would actually give me this look, scanning me completely for the button just to look, literally look through me like I'm outside a club. And like, you know, it felt wrong. People think that good retail experiences do not exist. The painful truth is that there are a lot of unbelievable stores and unbelievable customer service, but it's mostly available to 1% of the customers in the world, and it's mostly featuring 1% of the brands. The idea behind Showfield was, what if we could create a store that would actually feel or feature 99% of the brands, the best of the 99%, and would be aimed to 99% of the people. And I was very you know, fortunate to meet five years ago, my co-founder, Amir Tzvikil, who, while I come from experiences and tech, he comes from real estate and construction. And together we were able to answer that question and, and try to bring this dream to a reality and, and do that. Uh, this is how Showfield was born. That's awesome. That's awesome. And right now, who do you cater to? Who's that customer that walks on the door typically? Yeah. So, I mean, when you think about Showfield, we think about our customer as, again, is the person coming into the store. That's, you know, we're talking about 24 to 44 as the core audience. I would say today, 60% female. But like, what I like about us is that like, you can be whomever you want to be. It doesn't matter who you are. Every person come into the store is designed to feel welcome. They decide to feel like they're seen. Like it's a very elevated experience, but it's for everybody. The team is there to tell you a story to make you feel like you are a part of something and not to sell you. Selling, in our opinion, is a byproduct of many other things that happen. Yeah. That the team is focused on. But I think that the interesting part about Showfield, by the way, is our approach on the other end, meaning when you think department store, when you think multi-brand environments, when you think retail, most of us are thinking a wholesale and Showfield is probably one of the only retailers in the world today who have a different business model. And that's what's very unique about us and what actually allows us to do what it is that we do. So again, if you think about the traditional multi-brand environment, the way that it's structured is that like there is a buying team, there is a person who's asking what is going to sell this holiday season. And according to that, they're going to do their buying, meaning they're going to approach brands, buy their product, for low and try to sell it with the highest margin possible. Traditional 99% of the retailers in the world, multi-branded retailers, work in the same way. We believe that asking what's going to sell, which is normal, right? They need to make profit, is a very retailer-centric question, but it's not a consumer-centric question. 
A consumer-centric question would be, what's interesting? What's innovative? What's yeah. pushing the envelope? What's exciting? What's magical? And like this question, this sets of question is democratizing retail. This gives an opportunity for everyone. But asking what's going to sell is very limiting because the truth is that what's going to sell is what's sold, which is what we know. And this is what prevents from new brands to come in. And that's why it ends with a very dull and boring experience across the board. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. You seem very excited about retail. What gets you excited about retail? What's the part that gets you super jazzed about, you know, brick and mortar retail? Yeah, I mean, thinking of on my background to begin with, like growing up as my mother was a window dresser, one of the things that always like I was really intrigued by is how could it be that a person stands in front of a storefront and you're outside, you're in the street, you are looking towards something and you actually feel something. It creates a, an emotion. And then you can walk six feet to another window and you feel something else. And it's not about retail, right? The fact that physical experiences have the ability to arouse and engage our emotions is something I am fascinated by. And for me, retail, and by the way, I think as it should for everybody else, retail is not a goal. And this is where most, I think, people are mistaking or traditionally were mistaking. Retail is a mean to a goal. Retail yep. is a platform. It's a platform that allows you to store it there. But also, you know, the internet is a platform that allows you to store retail. But what's beautiful about the physical world that we live in and where retail, physical retail gets me excited is this is a, an opportunity to engage all of your senses. And so like being able to make you see, hear, smell, feel, touch, you know, or meet a person, create a human connection. All of those things are possible only in the physical world. And this is what gets me excited because Again, like this is how we do it. And then what you're going to meet is the product. This is not our business, right? We are only yeah. humans. But being able to storytell and to make you, the customer, discover something, feel something. And by that, also helping the other end, which is the brand, who dedicate their life to solve one portion of your, like they, like think about the brands of today right? Like direct to consumer brand. What an exciting, beautiful thing that happened, right? You have people who from day and night over the last 10 years are spending their life trying to figure how to make one small piece of your life better. How can we make this fabric better? How can we think, you know, like brushing our teeth? How can we think combing our beard? How can we think like opening our, like, you know, making our skin better, make every part of our life. And this is kind of what the last decade was able to do and allowing brands to, on one end, meet customers that are excited and, you know, curious to meet them. And on the other end, to allow customers to facilitate that meeting for us, it's, it's like a privilege and it's an unbelievable and exciting thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that, as I was reading a couple of articles about Showfields, that's really dubbed is, is you're really the next generation for brick and mortar retail. What would you say, you know, really kind of defines that next generation? What are consumers looking for and how are you providing that? Our own approach, and that's something that we live by, is something that we internally call C-commerce, right? 
So we believe that the next phase in the evolution of retail is something called C-commerce, which stands for like consumer commerce. So to your question, like, I think that the point is consumer. Like we kind of lost track and we thought that retail is the goal. Retail is not the goal. Retail is a platform. It's a mean to a goal and it is there to serve the customer. As long as the store will constantly keep evolved to what it is that customers want, it will forever be relevant. And so the whole idea of C-commerce and our approach is we developed a set of questions that constantly allows us to ask what is relevant for today's customer, right? And that's why, again, that C for C-commerce, because it stands for the five C's, which are community, curation, connection, content, and convenience. And as long as you, you, the retailer, in any given moment, every day, every week, every month, every three months, whatever the cycle is, you stop and you ask, what does convenience mean to my customer today? What does content mean to my customer today? What is community means to my customer today? So on and so forth. Then you will forever be relevant for them. And I think, by the way, that COVID is a very great way to look at it, right? Because when you think about something simple as convenience, what convenience was two years ago, completely different than what convenience is today. Retailers that were able to adapt to what customers demand as convenience today, won. When you think of what is community two years ago and what community is today, from a retail perspective, completely transformed. The point is that as long as you, the retailer, and again, I can only talk for ourselves, right? I can only talk from the perspective of Showfield. What we are constantly doing and what the team is obsessed about is asking, are we still relevant? Could we still understand what each one of those things mean to our customers today? Mm -hmm. And if not, how can we adapt? And as long yeah. as we do that, retail is relevant, hopefully Showfield is going to be relevant. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as you think about a lot of what you're building, it's kind of that experience as people kind of walk in, how they feel, how they interact, et cetera. What is your approach? What is your approach to that creating that in-location experience that you think your guests will really enjoy? I think that, you know, for a moment in time there, everybody were trying to design like the museum of and try to create like those, you know, it's a world that we are forbidden to say in the company, Instagrammable moments. Mm -hmm. And like, I have a problem with that because like Instagrammable is not a thing. The question is only one thing, and that's memorable. If yeah. we want to remember something, we are going to take a picture of it because this is how we create links to a memory. Sometimes we do it by taking a picture. Sometimes we do it by buying a product, but this is a link. It's a mental link. Now, the question is what will be memorable for our customers? And the only way to be memorable for our customers is if you engage and engage can only happen if you do something that excites them, right? So as long as you are able to, and those are guidelines, right? As long as we are able to show you something that would, you know, make you challenge something that you thought, that is going to make you be like, hmm, that is going to make you stop for a second and like, you know, be present. And that is going to make you think or going to make you feel, then we maybe are going to create something that you want to remember. And then maybe, just maybe, you would want to capture that moment. Yeah. Thinking about it any other way, meaning that like customers are 
in the market for just taking a picture is, in my opinion, delusional. Like if anything, today's customers are so smart. They are so sophisticated. They are so well averse. They are so demanding in a good way, right? This is the age of customers. Mm -hmm. Like this is their time. And being able to constantly challenge them, I mean, in a good way, right? I think is the only way to maybe get to a point where you do that. And as long as you understand that this is what should be your approach, I think you are better well positioned to be able to do that. In other words, experiential is something that engages your senses. And as long as you are able to engage as many senses of your customers, then more likely you are to be able to create those moments and want to be remembered. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you feel, Tal, as you, as you think about it, do you feel that customers' expectations, as you said, you know, they're coming in armed, they're coming in smart, they're coming in really informed, if you will. Do you think those expectations have changed even more so during kind of outside of COVID or is it is it about the same? I mean, I think in general, like COVID was not a transformation. It was an acceleration, right? Like retail vacancies are here for seven years, two years, very much accelerated, right? You know, stores closing many years, accelerated by COVID. Customers becoming more demanded many years, accelerated. So to your point, I think that if anything, COVID was only an acceleration. But I think that also, in my opinion, COVID drew a line in the sand, right? And it made it very clear to all of us what can we buy online, what we want to buy online, what we should buy online, and what not. In other words, it made it very clear what is transactional shopping and what is non-transactional shopping. And as we continue to grow, like transactional shopping will continue to become more and more and more online. They're going to be faster. They're going to be more efficient. Maybe they're going to be cheaper, easier. By the way, the problem with that is that customers have zero loyalty to anything but convenience, right? So if someone gives you a better price on your diapers, you're going there. But that's transactional. The upside of it for us retailers is that we now know what we can get, but it also means that when we are going out of our house, because we are in a discovery mode, we are looking for inspiration, we are looking for validation, meaning we saw something, but we want to touch it, then game is on, then expectations are higher, Uh and then that's the opportunity. Yeah. The opportunity of retail. 100%. Like an answer to that need. Like I can tell you that when you really think about the types of intents, intents, I don't know how you say it in plural, like the type of intent that people have coming into the store, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. one of two, right? It's either validation or inspiration, meaning it's either you don't know what you want and you want to be inspired. And that's the whole mission of Showfield, inspiration within reach. But the other intent is validation, meaning think how many things we saw online we heard about, or we saw an ad, or we like, we are aware of, but we always wanted to touch. We only need a small push. And that can be accelerated or captured amazingly by retail. And I think that that's kind of where, again, the opportunity is validation and inspiration. Makes makes a thousand sense. Makes a thousand sense. As you think about, as you're building up your stores, and congrats, by the way, it looks like you're, you're in a bunch of different great markets across the United States and also Berlin. That's great. What do you think about when you think about technology and incorporation of technology within your stores? So by the way, store-wise, today we have like um, New York, Miami. This week we are opening Brooklyn. 
And next week, we're opening Washington, D.C. And for next year, we have four more. Wow. That's very, very exciting. And again, Europe is also on our map for next year. So that is that technology, again, for me, and I'm repeating the same thing because that's kind of thought process, right? Technology is a mean to a goal. For customers, technology is a way to make the experience better. Yes. Better, easier, more frictionless, faster. Can you provide more data to your customers to make a decision? Can you help them discover stuff without maybe talking to a person at every point? It's perfecting processes. For retailer or for brands, technology is a way to possibly capture more data, right? One of the things that I'm proud the most of when it comes to our new stores is that our brands who run retail campaigns in Showfield, meaning brands within Showfield pay a monthly campaign fee to have a space, to have presence if they got accepted. And one of the things that our brands get is the ability to understand everything that happened in that meeting between a customer and them. Meaning if traditional retail is a point of sale where you can only understand what happened on the sale perspective, right? And you're going to charge it success by how much sales we did, the new age retail or the future of retail, we're using technology, brands will be able to understand everything that happened in that meeting. Meaning even today, we show our brands how many people walked next to their product, how many people picked their product, how many people saw the product in the store, didn't buy, but maybe within the next 60 days, 30 days, 90 days, went to their e-commerce and shop. That's called attribution. Being able to capture what all the people in the store did and not only the 10, 15, 20%, if you are very good in conversions did, is the opportunity in retail. Because when a hundred people go into your website, you know exactly what each one of those hundred people did. When a hundred people go into a store, maybe, maybe, maybe you have the four digits of 10% of them. Mm -hmm. And like the email of 10% of them, that's all. Nobody knows what the other 80% did. And again, that in our opinion is the opportunity and where you, we use technology proprietary that we developed other sensors, which are there as a commodity to fill that gap, to capture it, and to offer each one of our brands a live dashboard, like a Google Analytics to the physical world that allows them to see a live performance view of that interaction of the retail campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes a ton of sense. How do you, do you capture that based on a certain type of technology or something that you guys created yourself? So. The hard thing is connecting. It's not collecting, meaning like collecting an email is easy. Theoretically saying every person coming into the store, if yeah. to give you your email, it's easy. Yeah. We do that by creating an app called the magic wand that allows people coming in actually an extra value, an extra, a better price, which is an IRL price, always better, more competitive than the website. It's by giving you more data. It's by allowing you access to certain places. It's by showing you an AR experience, a lot of stuff. Then the other part is connecting and that's that hard and this is where our technology comes in right so like we have a tool which is called the attribution tool that allows us to sync almost or to choose or to look at the overlap of certain parameters on people coming into the store certain parameters of people going to website but doing that without jeopardizing first party data so this is all encrypt the brand is not sharing data with the customer. The customer is not sharing data with the brand. Nobody knows anything about each other, but they know or the brand knows who was there. And we know 
what it is that the customers like. So no data is being exposed, and yet the insight, which is customer habits, customer preferences, is captured. And if they ever close the loop, the brand knows as well, which is also very, very, very exciting because it allows you to capture the after effect of the store and yeah. store shopping. Makes sense. All great stuff. All great advice here. As you think about, you know, that was a wealth of information that I know I've been asking you a lot, but I, this has been really good. And I think our listeners are really going to enjoy this. Before I let you go, one, one quick question. What's some advice that you give to retailers that are really trying to create those ultimate experiences at their locations to connect with their consumers better? I mean, I think in general, the point is only like there is no right answer to everybody. The answer is understand that one, retail is a mean, it's not a goal. It's an opportunity to get your customer from discovery to consideration through purchase, which is the shopping journey, 10 times faster than you do online. But you need to understand that it's a platform. And now once you understand that, the question is, who are your customers? What it is that they want, like value? What's convenience for them? What's interesting for them? What would get them excited? And then how could you use your physical presence? How could you use the moment you meet them to both give them what they want and to tell your story? Because if you do, your stones would be the most high converting machine possible. And if you just look at them as a point of sale, most likely for most brands, being able to see return on investment from that encounter is going to be very, very hard. Because if your store is a point of sale, then your website is doing a better job. Yeah. If your store is more than that, then it's complementary to your website. So you kind of need to know who you are, who your customers are, and understand the role of each. That's the only advice I can give. And again, like we are here, like, you know, we are very, very, very young. So like, you know, I don't want it to sound like we are, you know, one of the biggest benefits that we have, I think, or at least for me personally, Tal, I don't come from retail. I come from customers. And I think that because I don't know what's possible and I don't know what's supposed to do in many cases, it gives me the privilege to be able to challenge stuff. So again, that's my two cents and nothing else. I love it. I mean, at the core, you got to understand your customer before you can answer that. So I love your answer. That's perfect. Tal, that was a wealth of information. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. Our listeners are going to love this. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the stage. It's much harder to listen than to talk. So <laughs> I'm grateful. Absolutely. Likewise. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Retail Experience brought to you by Radiant. For the latest episodes, please visit www.brickandmortarreborn.com or search the retail experience on your podcast platform of choice.